Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 74. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, actually. It's warming up. It's not winter in Kentucky no more. <laughs> yeah, at least for today. <laughs> yeah. You never know about tomorrow. We've had snow and everything the last week. Uh, I know. Yeah, there was a lot of wrecks and stuff that happened on the interstates because of all that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so what did you get in the last uh, month or so? I've actually got some stuff. Nothing new. It's all vintage stuff, but after last month, I was kind of sad. I didn't have nothing new, but I picked up a good deal on, on one of the groups, Facebook groups. I got one of the vintage Yoda Empire Strikes Back hand puppets. I got one of cool. those for 15 shipped, which I thought was really cheap. I mean, I've seen them as much as 30 and $50 on eBay at times. Mm-hmm. And it's in pretty good shape. It's got a little bit on his toes. It has a little bit of paint wear. Besides that, though, it's in really good shape. And um, in my Dinosaur Dracula Fun Pack box this month, there was vintage unopened Ewok stickers from Return of the Jedi, which was kind of cool. What? What is that thing? What is it? What are you talking about? Um, you know how like they have um like various Fun Pack boxes and stuff. You know, like um loot crate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay, this guy this guy does his own um, fun pack box a month. It's twenty five dollars a month, and it's always well worth it. And I've gotten some. I've occasionally I've gotten some Star Wars stuff, and like one time I got a an unopened vintage um, Ewoks um, cartoon. It only had like three episodes, I think, on it. Um, um, VHS and. Hmm. Well, this month it had four issues, four issues of Starlog, and it had the Ewok st- stickers. And one of the Starlog, Star, Star I can't talk, Starlog magazines actually had an article on Revenge of the Jedi. It said <clears throat> Revenge of the Jedi sneak preview. So that cool. And, and it has it has like a two pages in there, and it has photos of um, you could see them behind the scenes of working on the cell barge and stuff, kind of building it hmm. and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. It's actually pictures. I'm sure they're on the internet now, but I'd never seen them before. Yeah. So those are the three things I got. But yeah, but the, the the fun pack's really cool. And like I said, occasionally I will get some Star Wars stuff. And it so happened there was two Star Wars things in it this month. That's nice. Yeah. What about you? What'd you get? Well, I got a Bespin Luke lightsaber that I needed. Yeah, I knew you needed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was for my brown-haired Bespin Luke. Um, and I got this at uh, the ICCC. Yeah. <laughs> Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. <clears throat> that's what that's we. A lot of C's. Yeah, and that's what our uh, our topic's going to be about. Um, a little bit about that too, and some interviews. Uh, got that down there at that convention. It was in Nashville, Tennessee. Also got the original trilogy laser discs. Wow, those have been on your wish list for a while. Actually, I already had them, but a different oh, okay. version. Oh, this okay. one, this one was the THX version, and it has. You remember the interview that George Lucas did with Leonard Malton? Yes, I actually well, do. I think I've watched it on YouTube. Uh, this has uh, a, a bit or a part of it after each movie. Oh, okay. So, you know, I think uh, it had all, all of them. And it was only like, I don't know, 30 bucks, I think, for all three of them. That's not bad at all. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I'll go ahead and get that just for the interview. I mean, physical media of Star Wars, some of that stuff has went crazy in prices. Yeah. I mean, there's another version... Two, I think there's a third version that it's like a definitive collection version. I'm not sure. It has like a book and some other little you know things in it, but they're going for like a hundred dollars or more. So I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna put off you know getting that one. I'll wait till somebody has it cheap. You know, I, I'm sure I can find it somewhere. Yeah. And so I, I picked up those and also got a Black Series Commander Cody, the reissue. But uh, I don't keep them on the card, or well, this one's on a card. But did you actually find that at a retail store, or order it I, online? I ordered it online from GameStop. Of course, because stores around here have nothing. Right I know. Now. I, I can't find anything at the store. And, Me and uh, Mark was texting the other day, and he said it was like Walmart's toy section <coughs> was like the most useless toy section there is. Oh, I know. There's no Star Wars at all. It's awful. Yeah, and even coming back from Nashville, I stopped at like. I want to say like half a dozen st- uh, stores. You know, everything from Meyer to, you know, Walmart to Target. And I found one of the reissue C3POs, and that was it. I didn't wow. find any other Star Wars stuff. Well, I take that back. I, there was a TIE Fighter pilot. I did, find, I did see that, but I didn't need it. Yeah. So, and that was, you know, one of those reissue ones as well. I just wanted a C3PO because I think I'm going to open it. 
um, yeah, and I, I thought that was kind of sad. I mean, in a time like this, I really wish that Toys R Us hadn't closed down. I do too. I mean, I mean, a lot of times they didn't have stuff, but sometimes they did, and it was actually another option for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it'll give you us another option, of course. You know, because I mean, shoot, we got how many WalMarts in this area? And I guarantee, you, if I went to every single one of them, I wouldn't find a thing. Yeah. I mean, I bet <laughs> they, within I say it, but twenty minutes, oh, I, I bet there's like uh, at least eight WalMarts within twenty minutes. Me and a friend was talking the other day. I don't remember which friend this was, but we we both kind of agree. We hate to say it, but Walmart's toy section has almost turned into what Kmart was before they went away. They're just mm-hmm. toys. And we know Walmart's not going away, but their toy section is just awful right now. I know. I mean, you remember when you, me and you were kids, you know, how many places there were to go around here. Because we, oh, yeah. we had Hills. We had Hearts, Hex, Aim. Ames. <laughs> Ames came later. Yeah. Whenever Mur- uh, Murphy's Mart went out of business, uh, you know, we couldn't, you had Murphy's Mart, you had McCory downtown. Did you say uh, Big Bear Hearts? Up in- uh, I didn't say that, but the yeah, that Hearts was- is the same. We had a Hearts here, too. Yeah. Where was our Hearts at here? Uh, where Kroger is now. Oh, man. Why did I just vaguely remember that? Really? You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I had, it was there forever. I mean, as yeah. far as I can was remember. It, it was just a Hearts. It wasn't a Big Bear concert. No, it was just Hearts. Uh, see, I'm, I remember my dad was obsessed with Big Bear. We probably always went up there to Canova <laughs> to go to Big Bear. <laughs> but all those places would have, you know, Star Wars toys on the shelf at all time. Yeah. And, I mean, what I can't understand is, why is Mandalorian figures not on the shelf at all times? Especially, it is, at one, I don't know if it is right now, because there's, there's no new episodes, but at one time, it was the number one streaming show in the world. Not yeah. the USA, the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, there should be, the, the shelf should be full of Mandalorian toys. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Baby Yoda, you know, of course, just yeah. Baby Yoda. I mean, but all the Mandalorian characters, I mean, there should be like, you know, 20 different characters sitting on the shelves at all times, yep. instead of... You know, rehashing some of these figures that nobody wanted to begin with. And that's why they should have never got rid of the five-point POA line. Yeah. They, need a, they, could do, they could do a few here and there in the vintage collection and then pump out more five-point POA ones. Yeah, because, I mean, look at some of these prices on some of these figures that people actually want. You know, they're outrageous. I mean, Ahsoka Tano, I saw one sell for $700. I know, that's insane. I mean, I'm thinking, dang, I should have bought like 10 of them. And then, and Hasbro's like, oh, we're going to have a vote. And it was between, it was like four figures. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you don't need to be having to vote. You need to be re-releasing all four of those figures because they're in high demand. Yeah. <laughs> Emperor's Royal Guard, the, oh, what's the clone trooper? Oh. And uh, Weakway. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? I don't remember, but I just remember looking at the list. Was it, was it the, um guy from that video game i can't think of his name malik or something on malik or uh star killer star killer thank you yeah star killer i don't think i don't think was he the other one i thought he was okay he maybe was, he was in some list i saw but i, I mean I, I can't believe some of the other ones that they announced the newer ones like another uh or sing really yeah. <laughs> did we really or was that no that was that was black series i'm sorry yeah that wasn't uh three and three quarter that wasn't vintage collection um and of course, these other ones like Han trench coat and Akbar. Nobody wants those. Akbar had a vintage collection, and then he came out when they did the square boxed black series three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. As well, so we don't need a third Akbar. So, so shit. was Han trench coat. Yep. I mean, the only reason they're doing that is because they don't. You know, I mean, although that doesn't mean anything for the rest of them either, because they should be doing them as well. But I understand why they need to re-release some figures. You know. People do want some of them, some of them. Others, it's because they want to, you know, make as much money off of that mold as possible. You know, because I still don't believe them saying that it costs $100,000 to do each figure. No, and why don't they listen to the fans? It's like, oh, yeah, we're okay with repacks. Um, why don't you give us a Star Killer or give us the the solo twins and then Hasbro's like oh okay we'll give you um you know Luke Hoff we'll give yeah. you Admiral Akbar I'm like no <clears throat> that's not what we said <laughs> yeah and also the fact that uh I mean I, they should re-release like Stormtroopers every so often yes. uh because I you know with the Tana 4 I need more Stormtroopers and I also yeah, need more Rebel uh Blockade Runner people whatever they called 
the name escapes me. <laughs> yeah, the Rebel Trooper. Beacon. Rebel Troopers. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's another thing I don't understand. You're, you've released that little playset. Why will you not release some troopers and um, Storm and Rebel Troopers at the same time for people that maybe not for the new collectors that spying that or the the people that need some for their playset? Well, I mean, that makes one comes with it, but I'm like, you should have just released the Tantive Force set by itself without figures. Yeah. Then released a whole bunch of those figures. You know, so then that way you could go and buy like seven or eight of them for you know a couple of sets that you bought instead of having to buy you know i bought four of them just so i could get four troopers yeah and why not do a four pack or something you're all the time doing battle packs and stuff you could have mm-hmm. just released them in a four pack and say hey this right here can go with your other set yeah and uh you know put one of them with a helmet one of them with a hat you know something like that or whatever because, I mean, they, I thought they did do a decent job when they released the, the cell barge putting out stuff. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they don't do a good job of giving you figures to well, put yeah. in little place sets. Exactly. I mean, you got the Bespin, you know, play set there, the carbon freezing chamber, and we don't have any Ugnaughts. No, I don't remember when the last time we've had an Ugnaught on the shelf. It's been a while. Um, well, there wasn't. there hasn't been one released in the vintage collection. I know that. No, yeah, I guess maybe one of the sagas. Sagas, maybe. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a two-pack in the, uh, of course, on the green card. I got some of those. Yeah. And I think there was a two-pack in uh, OTC, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think when the Saga, the one with the the red and white card, was the last time we've seen, seen it. Ugnaughts, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I saw, when I was down in at ICCC, a ton of you know vintage collection figures everywhere i sold some of my extras and uh you know i saw all kinds of vintage stuff although nothing that i really you know wanted because i already had all those figures that they had but i mean i saw this one vendor down there that i swear he had two gallon bags of like every figure full in that two gallon bag you know like he have one two gallon bag of stormtroopers another two gallon bag of you know han hoth another two gallon bag of another figure on and on and on i mean he had rubbermaid tote after rubbermaid tote full of those and i was just like how in the world did he come up with that many figures i mean that's a lot of figures Mm -hmm. was he just a dealer or did he actually come from a store or something Uh, i that i don't know i didn't see any name anywhere yeah but there was you know of course all kinds of new stuff you know people with uh, uh black series figures people with vintage collection figures i mean they had the new a whole new set you know the newest wave that's out have you gotten those yet no their list is shipping soon but they yeah not yet. me either i've got one i mean mine shipped back on march the 26th and since march the 30th it's been sitting in hebron kentucky that's weird yeah it's Pitney Bowes. It hasn't even gotten to the post office yet. For some reason, I guess, I mean, I don't know anything about Pitney Bowes, but evidently they ship some stuff theirself to a certain point, and then they yeah. hand it off to the post office. So they've shipped it out, you know, and it's in Hebron, Kentucky. And then, you know, I called them, I called them three times, Entertainment Earth. That's who I got this from. Yeah. And... On the third time, they finally said, "Okay, we'll reship you another one." And then there's like, "Well, we're sorry, they're out of out of stock." Oh no! <laughs> but luckily, about four days later, they emailed me and said they were going to ship it out, and it's somewhere in Indiana right now. Okay, that sounds better then. <laughs> so I'm not sure when it'll get to my house. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if by some chance the other one gets to my house they said that i could send it back or they could charge me for another one so i'm not sure what i want to do with that i think i'll just send it back yeah i would too probably so here's an update on the ugnaught um the last ugnaught was 2009 number 28 in the legacy collection legacy okay <laughs> that was the last one so yeah it's been <clears throat> a long time since we've had an ugnaught on the shelf 12 years ago yeah which at that time wasn't the vintage collection out? Didn't it start in 2008? Yes. Yeah, so it was out. So they could have done it in the vintage collection as well. 
you know of course it had been a little more articulated but still they probably should have come out with them at the same time and uh i know we're getting a finally uh a lando in the vintage collection for empire strikes back yeah. so that will go with it but shoot nowadays i'm thinking about hoarding <laughs> holding some back and you know in five years or so selling them for like a hundred bucks i mean you never know if you keep the right ones i know shoot you should have bought bastilla sean when i did i thought whenever i bought it at forty dollars i was way yeah. overpaying now it's like two three hundred i know that's insane and Ponda Baba, he's he's pretty expensive too. He's around a hundred. I was looking up some of the prices and the prototype Boba Fett's pretty expensive and the rocket firing Boba Fett, both of them are well over a hundred. Yeah. And I've got I wanna say two or three of each, if not more, just because I you know, you send in those proofs of purchases or whatever it was and you know, you got got one sent to you. I know. While while you're mentioning that, just to ramble on that, I know we're off our subject, but boy, I miss those two. Proof of purchase were so much fun. I wish they would do that again. Yeah, it's it's a way for them to get rid of you know figures that they've got laying on the shelf. Because if you go to the store and you're like, I need some proofs of purchases, you know, what am I going to buy? Well, you just buy whatever's there. And if they do the do that with the vintage collection, they're going to get double me double dipping because <coughs> I'll have to have one sealed as well as. Mm -hmm. so i'll be buying them again for i can get the free figure through the mail yeah i mean i'll buy extras just so that me and bo can play with them yeah i mean even some of the ones that you wouldn't think were you know expensive or expensive like jar jar (laughs) yeah i'm like really jar jar i mean shoot and then that uh that carbonite chamber thing that has the jar jar and carbonite that's pretty expensive yeah. yeah that one's went crazy too do you have one i do not I do have one. Mine's sitting up on my shelf right now, on the top. Yeah, Bo keeps asking there every once in a while. Can you get that out? I want to see the Luke or the. I want to see the <laughs> Jar Jar in Carbonite, <laughs> which he doesn't have a number, so at least you know nobody's missing a hole in their collection, like number sixty-six and sixty-seven, <laughs> the Mouse Droid and Salacious Crumb. Yeah, those are the ones that drive me insane. Yeah, I wish they'd re-release those. Yeah. All right, so of course. Me and my wife went down to the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, and uh, we met one of our Patreon members down there, Phil Banger. And uh, it was nice to meet Phil. I've met him once before. At uh, I was at a X-wing tournament, and he came in because he had won. It was some kind of a book, I think, from our podcast, and he picked it up while I was up there because I brought it with me. And uh, I didn't get to really talk to him much because I was in the middle of playing a tournament, so I couldn't <laughs> couldn't really talk a whole lot. And I think he had to get back home, so you know, because he had just gotten off work or something. But this time we got to talk for a little bit, which was nice. And uh, we were selling some stuff at a table that we had set up because we had some. Uh, the first night they let uh, everybody in the you know like the main uh, lobby set up and sell stuff. You know, even though, you know, we weren't the only ones in the hotel, so it wasn't just the convention, even though the convention place is kind of kind of smallish. I mean, if you think of a hotel convention center, it's not really that big. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know really what to compare it to, you know, so to speak, but, you know, it's, it was decent size, but not, you know, real, real big either. Not like going to, you know, uh, actual, you know, convention hall, like, Rupp Arena, you know, Lexington Center, or something like that, but uh, it, it was it was okay, you know, I liked it, I, I enjoyed myself, um, got to see, you know, some people talk, we got to see Daniel Logan, me and my wife, when we were going to some room sales the next day, got to, you know, walk around the floors of the hotel, and when we were going, I think we were going back downstairs, Daniel Logan comes into the elevator, it was just him, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> And for those of you that don't know who Daniel Logan is, Daniel Logan was young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. So he played Jango Fett's son, Boba Fett. And uh, he got, and he also did, he was there to do, you know, to do like a, a panel and talk about his collection. So he got to talk about actually collecting because he's a big Star Wars collector. That part I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah, and he, uh, he has sales of his extra stuff all the time. Uh, you have to look it up. I can't remember what what he said the website was or where he did it, but uh, he'll have you know stuff on for sale all the time. 
and i thought that was pretty cool we got to meet him let's see what else i got to talk to the main guy himself mike havens who puts the convention on i got to do an interview with him and uh, kevin lyle i got to do an interview with him he runs norris legion it's his company that does star wars jewelry and uh, they do pins and patches and all kinds of stuff like that uh you know they do other other jewelry as well not just star wars but you know that was one of his main things for the star wars community that he does and he also uh he's an mc for some panels like uh trivia at uh, star wars celebration he'll he'll moderate that yeah, and of course the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club was there. The Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club was there. The Georgia Collecting Society, I think, is the name of it, maybe. But there, the you know the Georgia group was there. Um, not sure who else was there because I don't. Uh, Tennessee has a glue a group, but if they had a table, I didn't see the name. So I'm sorry if I I missed it. Um. Of course, there was all kinds of vendors there selling just about everything Star Wars you can think of and more. Uh, it wasn't just a Star Wars convention, but that was a, a main focus. They had a, a video game tournament and had some prizes for that. They had a podcast stage, which, you know, if you were to go with me, I would uh, I would want to do that. Do a live podcast from the podcast stage. I think that would be cool. And, uh, you know, they, they gave me a press pass, so... I went in Friday evening to look around, and then of course Saturday. Sunday we didn't go because we traveled back home. But uh, and my wife got in with one of the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club passes on Friday evening. Cool. Because nobody else was there but Kevin, and then we had a. I got her a, a pass on the Saturday, so she had her own pass for Saturday. And I got to see some of the guys. You know, there was a couple of guys from uh, the Kentucky group that showed up, and a bunch from Ohio. Trying to think what else. Um, oh, they showed Rogue One on this big, huge blow-up screen outside. I mean, it was probably 20 feet tall by 20 feet wide. That's cool. Yeah. We didn't even know about it until you know we were going to some room sales on Saturday, and some guy had posted out in front of his door... I'll be back at, you know, 10 or 10.30 or whatever whenever the movie's over, whenever Rogue One is over. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I found out that they were playing it out in behind the building. And I thought that was pretty cool. We went out there and watched it for a little bit. We didn't stay for the whole thing because we didn't stay in the convention center. We stayed at a, a hotel right across the street. And so whenever I booked it, I thought, you know, it was half price of what the other one was. So I was like, well, we'll save a bunch of money and go, you know, just go across the street well there's a huge hill <laughs> that you have to climb up and down you know you go up one side and you know then down you go or go down and then back up so both ways down and back you know down up and down both ways mm-hmm. to get there you have to go down to the road then walk back up to the other side you know same way both ways <laughs> and i was like well that wasn't really what i thought it would be because <laughs> i thought you know how it is most places it's all flat which you know i thought nashville was pretty flat but not all of it and it was a, a pretty big hill to climb uh, i had to we walked it twice i think so you had some extra exercise that week. yeah and of course you know at a convention you do a lot of walking to begin with yeah so you're starting out already gone oh yeah man. even though you know it wasn't really that big so i was I was a little surprised of how of the size, um, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll go back next year. It just depends on what's going on. If nothing's going on, we might. I mean, I had fun, enjoyed it. Um, we tried to go downtown once. Went down for a little bit. We was going to go eat at the old spaghetti factory, but it was closed due to bomb damage. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's where that uh, RV blew up. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> so when we went there and found out it was gone, you know, it wasn't open, my wife was like, let's just leave. <laughs> there was a lot of people down I've there. I've been a lot of good places the couple of times I've been to Nashville. They do have good places to eat. Yeah. Did you go downtown? Yes. See, she's not real fond of big crowds, and it was really busy. Yeah. 
we went to last time I was there for Walker Stalker Con. My cousin Rob that plays music all over, he mm-hmm. recommended Jack's Barbecue, and oh my gosh, it was some really good barbecue. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you ever go back and keep that in mind, if you do go downtown. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got some announcements. Uh, I, we got interviews that I'll play at the end here. But uh, we had a bunch of announcements over the last month. You want to go through a bunch of those, Carl? I I think I've talked my voice out. Okay, Gentle Giant, Star Wars Legends, and 3D Half-Scale Bust. We have A New Hope Stormtrooper, and that says Fall 2021. TIE Fighter Pilot, Half-Scale Bust. Um, All these in this little section here say Fall 2021. But First Order Trooper, Half-Scale Bust. Episode 5, Boba Fett, half-scale bust. Mandalorian light-up scale bust, which is going to be, it says, San Diego exclusive. So I guess since the summer San Diego is, you know, it's going to be virtual, right? And they're doing one Mm -hmm. of them. So there'll probably be people going crazy for that online. Yeah. What do they mean by light-up, anyway, you know? I'm not real sure. I haven't seen any previews of it, but usually most of them, they'll, you know, they actually light up. You'll hit a button and something will light up. I'm trying to remember what that one is. I can't remember for sure. Um, Star Wars Milestone Statues. Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett, Milestone Statue, Bo-Katan, Statue, Two Heads, Premier Collection. These are also Fall 2021. Darth Maul Rebels Mini Bust, which I think is the coolest Darth Maul, just me. (laughs) Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Revenge of the Sith. And then we're on to Star Wars Rebels 1-7 Scale Bust. Darth Vader Rebels Mini Bust, Darth Maul, and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, Star Wars 1 6 scale bust, we have Darth Vader, A New Hope Mini Bust, Dr. Aphra Comic Mini Bust, which it is summer 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex Deluxe Clone Wars, summer 2021, so that's why soon for it. Sabine Reen Mini Bust Deluxe, spring 2021. Kanan Jarrus Mini Bust, winter 2021. And The Last Jedi, Emperor Palpatine, Fall 2021. Dark Ray Minibust, The Last Jedi, Fall 2021. Hey, a Count Dooku something. Count Dooku, Episode 3, Winter 2021. You going to get that one? Maybe. <laughs> I had bought a bus for a long time, but it's hard. hard. I've been, I, was, I started to post a picture of all my Dooku items the other day. I still may do that on our little group. Did you ever get the Black Series Dooku? I did actually finally order it. It's, <laughs> I, I ordered it from Big Bad Toy Store, and they do a thing um, called, um, what is the word for it? Something box or something. If You can you can order something, and they, they'll go ahead and charge it to you, but you can put it in, in, in like a whole thing. They won't ship you, and they can you wait until you get more items in and then click ship because they, they charge flat rate shipping $4, huh. which is really cool. They can hold stuff for you like that. So I do have it ordered, and it will be coming from them at some point when some more stuff comes in I have pre-ordered. Um, Death Watch Mandalorian Mini Bust, Mandalorian Death Trooper Mini Bust, and Jumbo Figure. So they're still doing the Jumbo Figures. Mm-hmm. Dark Vader Macquarie Concept. And we're on to Hasbro, and I'll try not to complain too much about Hasbro. <laughs> Black Series, General Lando Calrissian, Harrison, Bad Batch Tech, Mandalorian Zero, and is that Cosca Reese? Yep. Who is that now? Uh, that's the one that was with Bo-Katan. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In the Mandalorian. Yeah, okay, now I know who it is. Premium Roleplay Wedge and Tilly's Helmet. That sounds fun. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. Black Series, the Clone Wars-style card back. Anakin Skywalker. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Clone Pilot Hawk. Arc Trooper Echo. And now the Vintage Collection. Boo. (laughs) Luke Luke Skywalker Haw. Okay, I guess this is going to be a photo real head scan. So, okay, Mm -hmm. fine. They're putting it back out there again. Um, Han Solo trench coat photo, real scan, but man, we've had Han, this will be the third time that we've had this figure released. He was in the square black box, he was on a vintage collection card, Uh and now he's on a vintage collection card again, and double boot for the next one, Admiral Akbar is coming back out in the vintage collection as well. He's probably got photo reel too. (laughs) (laughs) He came in for his... As photo real, yep. Royal Guard, which is like Admiral Akbar. Also, this will be the third time we've had it. We had him. At, we had it in the box and the vintage collection as well. Battle Droid, Battlefront Two, which was kind of cool looking, but 
Shadow Stormtrooper Force Unleashed, Scout Trooper Jedi Fallen Order, and probably my favorite of all these, the Electro Staff Purge Trooper Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order. I just, that is just a great looking figure. And they are, they're going to have real vintage collection numbers on the back too. They're not going to be like blank or anything or different. Yeah, yeah. And they they look pretty cool, except especially the Purge Trooper. Um, and we're getting another X-Wing with Rogue One leader Antok Merrick. That's the guy from Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah, it says Rogue One. Yep. Duh. Yeah, but that's kind of a disappointing. I really don't want to buy another X-Wing, but I'd like to have that figure, so I guess I'll have to get it. <laughs> oh. What about you? Are you going to have to get it to get the figure? Oh, I'm still thinking. I didn't buy any of the other X-Wings, so I might be okay buying it. Yeah. I haven't bought the last couple. The last X-Wing I bought, I think, was Biggs which was a Toys R Us exclusive. That was the last one, so it's been quite a while, but I just don't really want another X-Wing, but oh well. Galactic Snack in Grogu, which sounds interesting. I haven't seen a picture of that yet. Me either. Um, Bandai has a Misha movie realization Mandalorian. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, you know how they have those ones that look like Japanese samurai? Oh, okay. It looks like that. Okay. Yeah, it's Misho. Misho, okay. And M-A-F-E-X IG-11 figure with Grogu in sack. That's mm-hmm. from Mediacom. And Sideshow Hot Toys has a bunch of stuff here. Tusken Raider 6-scale figure. Boba Fett Deluxe version 6-scale figure set. Um, Dark Trooper 6-scale figure. Moff Gideon 6-scale figure. Death Watch Mandalorian 6-scale figure. Scout Trooper and Speeder Bike six scale figure boke 10 kezra sith sixth scale edition scale figure sorry and the mandalorian and child deluxe collectible set of those the only one i've saw the picture of is the mandalorian child deluxe set and it is really cool looking but i just don't collect the hot toys Mm-hmm. yeah i don't either do you have any 12 inch figures at all in your collection um as far as like what anything, anything. hasbro kenner well, I mean, I've got the jumbo general giant ones. Oh, yeah, duh. I forget about that. <laughs> um, I have a couple of sideshow things, but besides... I have I one that's... I'm not sure what it is. I think I got it from you. It's yeah. a Bib Fortuna. Uh, I think it's a... I think it might be sideshow. Yeah. One of their cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. Got different hands and stuff. I don't think I've got... Uh, I don't have any any other ones. I have... Uh, I've never owned any of the Kenner ones. I didn't have any as a kid, and I just decided I didn't want any as an adult. Oh, I do have a few of those. Oh, you do? Yeah, I have Darth Vader, C-3PO, R2-D2. Were these childhood gets? No, these were later. Later, okay. I think that's all the ones I have. And they're not complete. I don't have Darth Vader's lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Um, C-3PO's complete because he didn't come with anything. Um, I think R2, I'm missing the Death Star plans. So. I, I remember seeing them cheap at one time many minutes ago. Maybe that's the like, remote control one, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one came with the Death Star plans. I don't know, because I never paid that close attention to them. Um, yeah, we got to, that's it for announcements. I mean, that was a lot. Yeah. That's the most that's been announced in a long time. Probably because there was no Toy Fair. Yeah, all of it sounds really cool, except for, the, once again, way too many repacks of figures we don't need in mm-hmm. the Penny's collection. Yeah. All right. Um, we want to thank our Patreon members. You know, without them, you know, we we use, uh, use all of their money for everything that goes into the podcast. You know, we don't take any money out. You know, we don't use any of it for our own collections. And we got... Uh, got some cards that's being sent out to our patreon members so as a thank you every quarter you'll get one of the cards if you're a patreon member if you're one of the higher up levels the five and ten dollar ones you'll end up getting two most of the time you'll get uh, like everybody will get this first time the blonde haired luke and then our uh, higher up patreon members will get the brown haired luke as well so you'll get uh, an alternate figure or alternate card i should say not figure <laughs> and so we've started sending those out and if you want to join then you go you can go to www.patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash the star wars collector and sign up 
and if you sign up after the next quarter you know you'll get a card you'll get the luke will be your first card i'm gonna make sure that whenever you start you know no matter when you start that you get the luke as your first card i'll keep track of who gets what and the next quarter you'll get the second one and the next quarter after that the third one and so on so forth so if you start late you won't miss that first card you know we'll we'll make sure that uh, you start in the same order from that that point forward you just get whatever comes next regardless of when you start because i know a lot of podcasts they'll be like well you missed out on that one you know it's too bad well these are numbered so i figured it's it's only fair to let everybody have the same shot regardless i mean i've got plenty of them right now so there's no no worry and if i need to i've got all the all the stuff available to print more if we need to I hope I have to. I hope we get enough Patreon members to where, you know, we can actually start going out to conventions more often and giving, you know, better information, more interviews. You know, maybe even having some live podcasts at the convention would be nice. But all that takes money. And, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, But I still do what I can when I can. And uh, on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast. Go on there and like it. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't liked it, go on and like it. We're trying to get up to 750 right now. we got a little over 600 people on Facebook. And if we get to 750, we're giving away a carbonized Mandalorian uh, 6-inch figure, Black Series. You know, from how long ago has it been now? A year and a half? Yep, it's been out a while. Yeah, it's been out a while. So it'd be nice to get it if you haven't got it. And we have a Facebook group. Go on to Facebook and find our uh, Facebook group and chat with us about Star Wars collecting. We're still on iTunes. And we got Discord, which nobody's been on there for a long time. I don't know if we're, you know, what's going on with that. But if you want to chat, I'm on there. I, I've, I set it up whenever somebody posts. I, I immediately get an information, you know, get a notification saying that somebody's posted on there. And to get to it, go to our Facebook page and it's pinned to the top you can uh, click on the link there and join if you want to email us tswcpodcast at gmail.com on twitter at tswcpodcast and that's all i got anything else you got carl no i can't think of anything and since we don't got no facebook shout out we can just say hey thank everybody shout out to all the everybody that listens to us yeah i forgot to grab one (laughs) (laughs) so uh Even though he's not on Facebook, we'll give a shout-out to Beauregard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Enjoy the interviews coming up, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. I am here with Mike Havens, the creator of this ICCC. Uh, So how did you come about with this from the beginning? Uh, It was kind of crazy, man. I happened to be at another convention, and I had a $750 badge around my neck, $750 badge around my wife's neck, and we were in the VIP room that consisted of a couple folding chairs and a tepid water cooler in the corner. Um, I was eating a $35 plate of orange chicken that was god-awful, and she had one too, and uh, I had a $9 Coke. I slammed it down on the table, and I said, somebody can do this better, and they can do it better by taking away the corporation taking away the the boardroom tables the private jets and stuff like that and giving those savings on to the actual collector and the actual attendee and uh, because we're able to do that because our prices are lower than everybody else's i mean even autographs and stuff like that it just it's a fact um people love it and people come and that brings the community i just wanted something nice where it's not about a corporate money grab and where it's about people so that's why I did this. <laughs> cool. I, I appreciate it. You know, everybody loves it, you know, and they talk about it all the time. Um, so well, how many time, how many times is this that you've done this? Uh, we started in 2018, and we did 2018, 2019, and then we changed venues. So we had to redo maps and stuff. Um, so we actually, I signed this contract for this one that we're at right now uh, back in December of 2019. So that was before we even knew the word coronavirus. And then coronavirus came, and it was very, very difficult. And uh, folks didn't believe it was going to happen, and then many folks did believe it was going to happen, and like you, that came. And uh, it is happening, and that's what the wonderful thing is, is we've been able to figure out how to adapt, even during a pandemic, because we're collectors, and it's what we do. So I don't care if the only collectibles were at the bottom of the ocean, we'd figure out how to scuba dive. 
you know. Okay. Um, one other question here. Let's see. Um, what would happen if you needed to expand even bigger than this? What would be, like, another option? Uh, well, we're in Nashville, Tennessee, which is just an awesome town, so there's tons of places that we could go. Um, also, we do expect to maybe start to be in a traveling show after a couple more years, once we got a little bit more footing under us. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to keep growing it, and the reason why we're going to keep growing it is because people keep coming, and people like you keep putting me on radios. So uh, folks, more folks will come, and the more folks that come, the better it is, because that means there's more toys, there's more things to do, there's more people to play D&D, there's more people to hang out with. I mean, we just walked out of that lobby because it was insane. Uh, those are all people just buy and sell and trade in toys in the middle of the night in some hotel. Do you ever see this being a, a convention where it could be more than one place a year? Yes, absolutely. Um, the reason why is I would always like to keep it in Nashville because I'm from Nashville and I love Nashville, but also I would like to travel it because I run 27 Facebook groups about Star Wars and they're very international groups. So I would like to bring this show closer to some other people too. Um, give everybody a shot to come. Okay. Tell us about your Facebook groups because I know you said you had 27. Tell us a little bit about you know some of the major ones that you have. Yeah, sure. Um, well, they're all under one blanket. It's called The Imperial Commissary. You can check it out, www.imperialcommissary.com. And uh, it's 27 Facebook groups, the largest vintage Star Wars collecting group in the world. Um, it's a closed group, so we have really, really high numbers. And everybody in there, it's very no repro, so we keep it... Very strict rules, which makes sure everybody gets everything real. Okay. Um, is there any other types of groups besides just vintage? Yeah, absolutely. We have a modern group. We have bootlegs and customs. We have uh, pops. We have video games. We have Legos. We have, if you can name it and it's a collectible, we probably have a group for it. Okay. So what brought up this Imperial Commissary to begin with? What, what made you decide to create it? Well, what happened is uh, when I started buying up collectibles, because uh, I buy Star Wars toys, I collect them, I started, I had a good job where I can waste a little bit of money on toys. And uh, so I started wasting a little bit of money on toys, and then I started wasting a lot of bit of money on toys, and I had extra toys. So I would do a zoomed-in picture, um, and I would make it black and white, and then I would say, who am I? And people would guess the figure, and whoever guessed the figure right would get a loose, complete figure from me for free. Um, a couple of the admins on the Facebook board I was on at the time said that I was trying to steal people's addresses in order to rob them. Um, so I said, you know what, forget you, man. I'm going to go start my own group. And that was the IC. And I mean, I think five people were on it in the beginning, and then eight, and then 10, and then 50, and then 500. And now it's 23,000 people. And it's a closed group, so you not only have to request, you have to answer three questions. It's very, very difficult. can't have a profile under a year old, stuff like that. So it makes it really nice and safe, and I'm telling you, man, I bet you, well, you've seen out there. I bet you've never seen that much vintage in one place. No, I have not. There, there, there's just about anything you would want out there right now, just in from the people who've come here, not the, not the vendors, but just the people who come here. Yeah, all the vendors had so much cool stuff today, and uh, they crushed it, and uh, that's just because the right people from the community. I mean, I'm reading your shirt right now, man, Collector's Podcast, and I mean, you know what it's all about. We're looking for that hunt. We're looking for the good stuff, and this is where the good stuff is, and that brings the people. So it keeps growing, man, and I'm very excited. I'm hanging on for the ride. Yeah, and I appreciate you letting me post on on the web on the Facebook page because we post on every time we put a podcast out there so that you know everybody can listen because we do all kinds of collecting stuff you know anything from vintage all the way down to this last one podcast we had was about the empire M&Ms nice. <laughs> nice yeah no everybody collects different things and that's a wonderful thing and great podcasts like yours they make sure to take into account that everybody collects different things which is wonderful um, I support podcasts the reason why I support podcasts the reason why I support people like you and stuff like that and want to give you free press badges stuff like that is because you guys are what actually grow this community you're what keeps the community alive during this pandemic while the, all the cons were shut down and while all the things were shut down the only thing that was keeping this wonderful hobby that keeps us all so enthralled alive was the podcasters and the people doing live streams and the people doing live videos and those kind of people are what are the heart of this community which makes it do something like this on a random friday night yeah thanks i appreciate it and uh, thanks for your time absolutely brother it was an absolute pleasure and thank you very much for coming to cover ICCCon. all right we'll be back later with more thanks guys be good uh... all right we're here with kevin lyle and he is the owner and founder of Norse Legion, and well, I want to say welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. 
Yeah, this is the Star Wars Collector Podcast, you know, just in case you didn't know. Of course I know, and it's on your shirt as well. Yes. Uh, what what event made you want to come up with a company like this? Uh, probably, I was an art director in the real estate world about uh, 15 years ago in New York City, and I went to Celebration 4 in 2007, and I walked in that door and I saw all that merchandise, the collectible stuff, toothbrushes, luggage, all different Star Wars products, and I'm like, I'm in the wrong business. And I started, uh, within, within 12 months, I was working with Tops doing sketch cards, and then about three years after that, I started working as a full-time Star Wars designer doing jewelry and stuff for a company, uh, uh, in Connecticut. Okay. That's cool. Uh, How long have you been involved in designing Star Wars items? Uh, As a full-time designer since 2013. So that's, what is that, eight years? And then I was doing stuff for tops, you know, artwork on the side. I was designing patches for certain shows. I was doing swag for Celebration at New York Comic Con from about 2008 until today, actually. I still still do work with them. Do you ever do any sketch cards for, like, tops? Yeah, that was my. I was the the first licensed job I ever had was doing sketch cards for Tops, and that was a suggestion from Steve Sansweet. When I first met him, I asked him like, "What can I do to get in the door?" I showed him a little bit of my portfolio, and he said, "You should go. Uh, you should go try Tops. That's a good way to start." So I assume you know like Dan Curto, who also does the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely, I know Dan Curto. We've both been on Rebel Force Radio uh, many times. Dan's Dan's a good guy. I don't know if God, I haven't seen him in years. I don't know if he does. He still hang out and go to celebration and stuff like that. I don't think he does celebrations, but he still does sketch cards because he's been on my podcast. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. And I, I remember the old the old saying, "Where's Curdo?" That's what they used to say a lot at the uh, when he wasn't around on uh, on Rebel Force Radio. Jason and Jimmy are very close friends of mine, and uh, and they're they're good guys. Yeah, I listened to their podcast ever since they were on the Force Cast. Yep, I started listening. As a matter of fact, it was because of them I went to Star Wars Celebration when I was telling you the first time I went. I've been to every celebration since Celebration Four, except for Japan, and um, I went to that just because they were talking about it. I started listening to Rebel Force Radio about, I don't know, halfway through 2006, end of 2006, and that's when they started talking about it, and that's when I bought my tickets. And so they were probably, Jason and Jimmy were as instrumental to my career as um, anybody I can imagine. They, they, they did a great job. That's cool. Uh, of all the items you've designed, what is your favorite? I think I stumped him. Well, no, I mean, obviously it would be um, David Prowse's 501st patch. Um, because he's David Prowse. Darth Vader's my favorite, so I'd have to think that. Um, you did stun me because I have to think because that's just a patch and it wasn't that complicated, but it, what it meant, and it was something for David, and David would give them out to people. Because uh, it's a 501st item, you can't, you can't sell them or anything like that because that's, their, that's the charter, the rule, the 501st. But he, he was giving them out of conventions, and it was just, it, it felt really cool. And every once in a while, I'll see it on somebody's jacket. Something I made, you know, I made that for David in like 2014 or so, and to see it on people's jackets, people I've never met, you know, I'm thousands of miles away from home, and I see someone wearing that. So I, I would say that that's my favorite, my favorite item. I know my favorite is the Peter Mayhew memorial pin. That was a that was a great one too. And uh, if you go to the Peter Mayhew Foundation here at ICC in Nashville, Tennessee, um, they are selling those. They have they have a couple available uh, for purchase. If you, I think I, I don't know if it's for purchase or you donate to the foundation or whatever. And I I have a few at my booth. And it's people who make large enough purchases, we give them for free. We don't sell them. But um, that was another thing that was really great because um, I went to his memorial service uh, after he passed away. And to go there and see everybody, like Mike Quinn and a few of the other, uh, you know, Star Wars celebrities that were there, so to speak, um, they were all wearing that pin, and, I, and I, that was a, that was a great pride. So that's probably number two in my list of the best, uh, my favorite things that I've done. Okay, uh, what advice would you give a young artist who wants to get involved in this type of work? There's plenty of room for everybody, and, you know, you work really hard, and you'll be rewarded. I, I find that most of my friends that are artists, um, uh, if they're pretty good and they try hard, they'll they'll eventually uh, make it in some way. But being an artist is, is hard, a hard thing to do. They, do. they do call it a starving artist. But I'm also, you know, I mean, I went to college, so I, I have a little, little bit of business savvy. And uh, you do have to treat it like a business. It's not a hobby. And I think most most artists will already automatically know that. And there's a lot of great ones that are here at, the, at ICC Nashville. Mike, but, Mike Havens is really happy when I say ICC Nash, Nashville as many times as possible. We will be here next year at the lovely, was it Sheridan Music City Hotel? I keep saying that too. But okay, I'm sorry. What's your next question? I was going to say that, uh, you know, I've seen like uh, – uh, I've lost my train of thought, but uh, advice to uh, I'll ask you what, what what advice would you give to an upcoming artist? Yeah, so that, that was the uh, you know just I know that you said that it's a business and you got to treat it as such, but you still have fun doing it too. Oh, it's a blast! I I, I have the best job in the world. You know, uh, um, it's really really fun. It really I I can draw Star Wars till three in the morning. I've done that, and it doesn't bother me at all. Usually, I'm very excited to get whatever project I'm working on done. And I just think it's really, um, you know, and sometimes it, it, if it's sometimes I do, I do things that are either really interesting, like like 
just take this, this, this shirt I'm wearing right now with the Grand Moff Tarkin rank on it. It's just a simple thing, and most people who aren't a Star Wars fan wouldn't get it. So I make that, and it makes me happy to think I came up with something that was kind of interesting. It's just a polo, for those of you who are listening, it's a, it's a polo shirt, a long-sleeve polo shirt with a collar. It looks nice. It's something you can wear almost to a business meeting, or maybe at a casual uh, casual wear at an office. But if you weren't a Star Wars fan, you wouldn't get that this is that this has the, the Grand Moff um, Tarkin rank on it. Yeah, people uh, would have to ask. Right. And then sometimes I'll do something that's just hilarious, and while I'm doing it, I'll be laughing at my own artwork. And that's kind of sad, alone in my office, in my house, just laughing as I'm making something. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but um, let me think about it. What, what have I done that's funny? Um, gosh, I'm really, can you pause this? Let me try to think. I guess one thing funny I did was the, uh, the Alec Guinness pint glass. And that, uh, to this day, people will come up to me I've never met before in my life. They'll be like, hey, you're the, you're the Alec Guinness guy. You know, the Alec Guinness pint glass. That's, it's definitely my number They've one seller. patches and everything about it, too. Yeah, uh, when I was in the Army, I, I, uh, I was forward deployed with the U.S. Army twice. I was an EMT when I was 16 years old in high school. And people remember me for the Guinness, the Guinness pint glass. That's, the, that's, the, that's my big mark in the world. Okay. Uh, what do you believe is the key element in creating an item that you think people might want? I, I design things that I want. Again, like this polo shirt. I want to wear this polo shirt. I bought a bunch for my size. And it's, it's, I, most of the Star Wars things that I make are things that I like. I don't generally make things that I don't want. I don't do dresses. or I have done women's jewelry, I guess, and stuff like that. But it's women's jewelry that I think is good. So um, in answer to your question, uh, how, how do I come up with it? Um, a lot of times I will come up with an idea that I really believe in. And uh, when I get done with it, I look at it either in front of me or on a computer screen. I'll be like, no, nah, that's not as good as I thought it would be. It's, I've had a lot of ideas. And every once in a while... I'll post on my Facebook page like five or six things in the past year that I tried to make that I thought were good. They were cool. That's just not cool enough to make a product. And I just show them out there. And sometimes people will be like, oh, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. That patch is awesome. And then I'll just end up making it. So how do you start your process? Do you sketch? Do you do computer work? How does that work? Every one of my more famous projects comes from out of nowhere. The Guinness Pine Glass just came in my head. I was working for Chris Mock doing something for him. You know Chris Mock, the uh, yes. documentarian? I was doing a poster for his second movie, The Force, the Force, the Force Within Us, the one with the Ewok. Okay, so he asked me, to, he, his, his request of me was to do something that said Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. So I thought an Ewok dressed as a Tusken Raider was about as funny as I could. And then during the process of that, we were coming up, we were trying to like brainstorm ideas to come up with for this poster. And then I thought of Guinness beer, because Jim and um, Chris and I both drink Guinness. And then I thought, Alec Guinness. And so it just popped in my head. So things like that happened. Um, the Peter Mayhew Memorial pin, uh, Ryan, who is Peter's uh, uh, son-in-law and, and his agent, uh, called me a, a day before the announcement was made that Peter had passed. And uh, he didn't call me. He texted me. And I'm sure he texted a bunch of people. It's not like I'm so important. He probably texted some close people that work with the Peter Mayhew Foundation over the years. And um, I immediately started thinking of ideas, and that just popped in my head, the ribbon as the bandolier. And uh, it's been very, very popular for what I am Yeah. Um, okay, how about some just general Star Wars stuff in general? Like, who is your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, Darth Vader. Absolutely. Darth, Darth Vader's been my favorite since the... I, before I saw the movie, I, I saw his helmet in that famous uh, Thomas Jung painting with uh, Luke is holding the lightsaber and Leia's beneath Luke and behind him is that big thing of Darth Vader. I just thought that that helmet was the coolest looking thing in the world. And so Darth Vader's always been my favorite. So then what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, A New Hope. I, 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 lo- I, love, I love all of the... Um, classic trilogy empire and jedi they're all they're all i see them as one long thing but i mean i like the cantina band i think the cantina is pretty cool i like Ramoff tarkin i think he's pretty cool uh you know alec guinness was great he had more obviously more prominent role in that movie so i would say it's um if i had to choose one i love them all but if i had to choose one i'd say a new hope yeah same here you know it was the one that got me started so that's the one that i love the most right i can remember a time when there was just a new hope and it was we had no idea that Darth Vader was Luke's father or any of the things that we found out later on. Well, it was just called Star Wars. It wasn't even called A New Hope. It wasn't called... Uh, uh, yeah, no, no that, that's true for when it first came out. Did A New Hope, when it was re-released in 78 and 79, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old yeah. enough to remember that. When it was released in the late, late 70s, did it, did it have the A New Hope then? Or was uh, it, it in 81, when they re-released it after Empire came out, that's whenever they gave it the, the New Hope name because they had called the second one Episode 5... Right, I've heard that story. I've heard that part of the story, and I'm wondering if that's it, it may not true. Be, it may not be 100% true. That's just what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, if they slipped it in in 78 or 79, I would have noticed because I was a child. But if they slipped it in by well, 10 or 11, I'm still a child, but I would have been a little bit more savvy and remember. You can remember things better when you were 11 opposed to Yeah, yeah. I was three when the first one came out, but I went and saw it, it in fun. the uh, drive-in. Oh, yeah. They had drive-ins back then. We had a drive-in near our house. 
Uh, I did not see Star Wars there. I, I saw where did I, God, where did I see Star? I think I saw it in our our, uh, our main theater. Empire and every Star Wars movie that's come out after that, I can tell you exactly where I was. Star Wars, I'm a little iffy. I'm not sure. Yeah, me too. I could tell you where I've been at in every single movie, every single Star Wars movie. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Okay, since you know this is a collecting podcast, what do you collect? Um, I like Darth Vader stuff. I've been looking around on the floor for Darth Vader things, things that are kind of unique. And uh, I just bought a new car in the center console. Well, you know we have, you have that image where it has the, uh, the radio or whatever, or it'll turn into the rear view, uh, a rear view camera, camera yeah. when, you, when you put it in reverse. Uh, that thing, for whatever reason, you press a button and it opens up. And there's a little compartment in there. I don't know what the compartment's for. I don't really think. Uh, you, you can't put a drink or something in there to rattle around. I, I don't know what you put in there. So I was looking on the floor for something Darth Vader that I could put. I will mount it. I'll glue it in there. So whenever I was ever in the car with me, friends, or business partners, I'll just press the button. It'll open up. And there's, there's a little tiny light in there, too, so you can see it. And I want to put a Darth Vader in there. I just haven't found it. So to answer the question, what do I like to collect? Uh, I generally like Darth Vader stuff. You know, I have I have the premium sideshow Darth Vader. That's like five, 600 bucks, whatever yeah. it is. I have that. I have a couple... Uh, couple other things that are Darth Vader related. But I, I have other things. I have a couple. I have the Jan- Gentle Giant. Um, I got this for Christmas. The Gentle Giant um, Maquette Boba uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt. The one that uh, Phil Tibbet made. Yeah. Have you seen it? That, that's, seen a, it. that's a great thing. I, it's, I, only 300 were made, and I got one for my for uh, Christmas last year. Nice. So it's pretty, what do you collect? I, I collect just about everything Star Wars. I mean, main focus being, like, the figures, you know, stuff like that. I've got vintage all the way, you know, almost all the vintage ones. The only ones I'm missing is a few Ewoks and Droid line figures. And, of course, I got, I think I have every playset but one. I have every ship but two. You know, I'm just missing a few, but they're all expensive. Yeah, they're all expensive, but it's but it's fun. We like it. We're, you know, we like That's one thing I like about Star Wars is you can be a customer, you can be a collector. You can be, I think of anything I do, other than being an artist, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. So all the making-of books and the art books that Ralph McQuarrie and Douglas Chang and, yeah, and Ryan I have, Church. I have a lot of I have all those books, and I've read all of them. And those, um, maybe you know better than I do, uh, W. W. Rinsler? Is, that he, is he the one who wrote the books? He wrote the big, thick, gray books from Jedi Empire. Yes, that is. Yeah, that's it. And uh, uh, those are great. I love J.W. Rinsler. J.W. Rinsler, that's it. And I, I love reading those behind-the-scenes the, uh, stuff. You know, Dennis Muir and, 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 uh, and uh, Lauren Peterson, Phil Tibbet. If any of those guys have ever wrote uh, biographies, I would definitely buy them. Yeah, I've been to like their panels at Celebrations when they've had them. Yeah, I, I went to one, my, my first celebration, one I was telling you about in 2007. I've been to 10 of them, but I think that one was my favorite because they gave a panel, Lauren Peterson, Phil Tibbet, Ben Burt, and Dennis Murin. And at the end of the panel, they just walked to the end of the stage and started signing autographs. And I had an art book with me because I'm an artist, and I, had, I always carried one with conventions. And all, I got all four of their autographs, and they're, they're in my house, office right now, hanging up on the wall. And it's just, it was just so they were really cool guys. Yeah, I, I I like that kind of stuff too, and uh, of course Kim Simmons, you know, doing some of the stuff that he does. Those those books, have you seen those? Those are pretty good too. All the pictures from oh, the, the the man who shot Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yeah, Kim is pretty cool. I actually designed his patch for him. The patch that he has out there on his uh, on his table was uh, was made by Norse Legion. He hired us like six months ago to do that. And another patch. It was a patch that was his logo, and then a patch of a. It was actually a picture of a couple of his toy setups. But uh, no, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for spending some time with me. I appreciate it. And our, our listeners, uh, you know, they like to hear this kind of stuff too. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, Star Wars is awesome. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Brian. I'm at the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. And I am here with one of our Patreon members, Phil Bangert. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. So, what, what made you want to come to this place? So I hadn't been to a convention before, and when I talked about it with my wife, we decided, you know what, let's, let's take a trip, let's go to it. It's the first one after, you know, all the stuff we had last year, so we said, let's just go ahead and do it. And we also had our 20-year anniversary, wedding anniversary last year, so we figured we'd do this for that. So kind of two things into one. So Nice. Well, happy belated anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So you've never been to any conventions at all? No. Well, I mean, small ones, nothing to this scale. So I haven't been to any celebrations. I haven't been, no, I haven't been to anything like this. Okay, so why haven't you gone to a Star Wars celebration? Chicago was really close, 2019. It was. um, I just couldn't make it work with work and family stuff. So I wish, I mean, that's the closest it's been to my house. So, um, but I just couldn't make it. Yeah, it probably, probably, it might be the closest it ever comes to your house. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be probably pretty true, yeah. So what about next year in 2022? Have you given any thought to going to Celebration Anaheim? I haven't. Um, 
I might try and float the idea this weekend to see what uh, see what I can do, but um, I don't. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Well, let me tell you from experience. I didn't go to the first four, and after I went to five, I was like, I'm never missing another one again. Yeah, and that's. I did watch all the live streams in the Chicago one. I sat in my basement and watched the live streams on YouTube. But from what I could tell, yeah, it's a pretty pretty awesome thing to be at. That's good. So what have you done so far at this convention? So uh, we were VIPs, so we got in three hours early today. So um, I've bought quite a few figures. Um, I, I got the patch hunt done the, at the convention here. I also got both of the exclusives that they have, the Boba Fett exclusives. So I was lucky enough to get one of each. Um, and then now we're just participating in room sales and kind of seeing all the chaos that's going on right now. All right, thank you. Thank you very much.